1: This is your home for shared stories of hope, perseverance, will, and inspiration. Join us today as we share another story that brings to life the underlying beat of our lives. Consider us your virtual friends. Let's get inspired.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting edition of the Will Within Podcast. And I'm your host, Regina Pontus. I'm so excited to be starting off Season 2, Episode 1. I've got a really exciting guest. We had a wonderful time last year. We talked to some wonderful people, bishops and authors of books, etc. People with amazing truth stories. And so this year, we're going to start off with the story from Cyrus Narasti, and he is a director of some many acclaimed movies and TV shows, and the list includes The Interview, The Equalizer, remember Falcon Crest years ago? He was a writer on that. He also did some movies, very acclaimed movie called, it was an indie movie, and it was called The Stoning of Soraya M., and it was very, very moving. It's amazing, it was a real story. And it was very touching. You have to try to see if you can get hands on that. He also did The Young Messiah, the story of Jesus in seven years old. And that was a very, very interesting analysis. And also, he did Infidel most recently with uh, Jim Caruso. So we're going to sit down and we're going to talk to him about his spiritual journey. And we're going to find out what he's up to next. So without any further ado, the first episode of Season 2. Welcome, Cyrus. How are you today?
1: I'm good. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you so much for doing this with me. I really do appreciate it. I was so intrigued by the movies that you've done. A lot of face-based ones, I've seen bits and pieces of the journey of where yeah. I am. Yeah. Powerful, power movie. I couldn't see it streaming, but I saw bits and pieces throughout the internet that I found. I kind of spliced the movie together, but it was so moving, so powerful. And also The Young Messiah. I thought that was intriguing to go back into Christ's life uh, prior to his showing up at the age of 12 in the chapel, saying he was doing his father's work. So I liked that. And also The Infidel. So I'd like to talk to you about those movies. And then you did one about the shooting of Reagan. So first, if you could, just start off with telling me about your uh, upbringing, where you were born, your faith base, of anything, how that developed, and then So we're going to talk about the movies and what your next project is.
1: Okay, well, thanks for having me. My parents came to the United States from Iran many years ago. They actually finished high school here, went to college here in the United States. They loved it here. My mom especially wanted to get out of Iran because it's just not the same for women there. I was born uh, here in the United States. I was born actually in Colorado, lived in Iran for a few years as a child, traveled around a bit. Grew up primarily in Madison, Wisconsin. My father uh, taught at the University of Wisconsin. And, you know, it was interesting growing up in, you know, a family of uh, primarily uh, immigrants. My parents were immigrants, became American citizens. They were Muslim by origin, but really pretty secular. I had a pretty secular upbringing. And, you know, in the course of my life, just sort of traveling around and growing up, I became fascinated with movies and filmmaking and telling stories, powerful stories. Um, and so I gravitated eventually to USC Film School where I studied at the film department there and stayed in the Los Angeles area. And, um, here I am many years, many decades later, still working. In the motion picture and television business as a writer, a director and a producer. It just depends on the project, what I'm working on, on and how it came about as to what my actual titles will, will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, Betsy is also a screenwriter and it's a crazy business. Uh, I love it and sometimes I hate it, but it is what it is. Um, but there is something truly miraculous about the process of putting together a movie from a German idea, seeing it sort of grow and grow. And then when you sit in a the theater with an audience after, you know, years of trying to uh, bring this story to the screen, a story that means something to you.
0: What to is the average time? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but from concept, because you do all, you wear something out. You know, from it just depends. It, it
1: just, do. it depends. From it it depends. Sometimes it's quick, six to nine months. Sometimes it's two years. Sometimes it's ten years. You you just, you know, movies are about financing. If you don't get the money, the movie's not going to happen. Sometimes you get the money quickly. Sometimes you get the distribution quickly. And sometimes it doesn't come quickly. But basically, the whole process is at the end of the day, when you're sitting in the theater watching the movie, it's it's a miracle from God. To sit there and watch it up on a screen with everyone else. And you're almost somewhat, you know, you're tied into it, but at the same time, you're just connected from it. And I'll sit there and watch the movie and I'll say to myself, I don't, I don't even know how that came together. Yeah. So uh, clearly God's hand uh, was there. Um, And it's for me, uh, certain stories sort of become a bit of an obsession uh, to make them happen. And there are no guarantees. For every one movie I make, I probably develop 10 others that never happen and will never see the light of day.
0: I find it fascinating how directors and producers actors, you always see bits and pieces of movies, but to go in with the regular crowd to sit and watch the initial reactions, that must be so profound to see. How am I uh, attaching or, or influencing other people's beliefs and in exposing them to different aspects of other people's lives and their journeys
1: that's powerful no no it's it, 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 it's an amazing experience um especially if it turns out in the fashion that you want and that you mm-hmm. intended sometimes it doesn't and that's painful mm-hmm. um so you know you, you, you a lot of people say I me mean, well you know it's it's your profession that's what you do you can't get too personally tied up into it i get very personally tied like
0: up. a baby. We 10 yeah. years and not going to care. Come
1: on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right.
0: You said you were raised as a, as a non-secular Muslim kind of person. And then you developed well, yeah. into a Christian philosophy. Is that right? At what age?
1: Well, you know, it, it was... Um it wasn't like the bulb suddenly turned on. Yeah. It was more a kind of throbbing bulb, you know, it would glow and then it would dim and then it would glow and then it would dim. It's proce- It's been a process for me. I uh, sort of, you know, I, I wasn't baptized into Christianity until about seven years ago. So ah. it's, um, it's been a process for me. It's for my family, um, for me and my wife. Uh, I see, uh, aspects of it in my work long before I officially became a Christian. So um, it's it's been there. It's you know it's just it's something that kind of seeds and flowers in its own time for for me anyway. It didn't just happen at at, at the snap of a finger. You know what I, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I do. Tell me about the development of each movie how the movies have evolved. Right. Have they evolved along with your face?
1: Uh, yeah, sure, they have. I mean, I look, I've worked in television, I've worked on series, mini-series, mm-hmm. but the movies that are my babies, especially the ones you've mentioned, you know, The Stoning of Soraya M Am is a, is a powerful story about Sharia law in the country, the land of uh, the birth of my parents. Mm-hmm. So, it's personal to me to a certain degree, and I felt like being a little bit of an outsider, I could sort of look at it coldly, objectively, and depict it for people to really understand. And uh, this is uh, The Stoning of Soraya M. is based on a an on a actual incident, a true story, and that was made, it came out in 2009, it was made as a small art house film, it got picked up by Lionsgate, it's been seen all over the world. We won Festival for prizes from Berlin to Toronto, everywhere really, and it sort of put me on the map as a as a filmmaker. Um, and then I was sent. Uh, the Young Messiah was the next movie. It was a studio movie, uh, focus features, in Universal, based on a book. And it was kind of a what if about Jesus's childhood, which we know very little about. So it was kind of. Risky in that sense because it's outside the canon.
0: Right, you have to cut out the box.
1: But so you could yeah, visualize but,
0: some of these aspects. So you could say, okay, um, like you showed a birth scene of a bird, uh, a bird rising again. Jesus, the young Messiah, was able to do?
1: Yeah, and, a um, lot of that is from the a lot of that's from the apocrypha. Right. Um. Okay. So you're you're dealing with um. I mean, it was very well researched. Well, we work with theologians and historians, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you're trying to tell a beautiful story about Jesus
0: right? and, the, whole, and the, the Holy family. family. Right. A lot of people haven't heard that. So it's right. great exposure to all
1: of it. Yeah. Well, to me, it's all about how you do it. You know, you know, uh, some people say, well, gee, it's kind of risky to do a story that's outside the canon about Jesus. And it is, but it all comes down to how you do it. Is it done uh, with love? Is it done respectfully, reverently? And I think we did it that way. So that was The Young Messiah. That was released in 2016. And an interesting thing happened to me uh, between those two films, between The Stoning of Soraya M and The Young Messiah, I went to uh, was going to get my hair cut. And the gal who does my hair, she had a woman in the seat uh, before me who was from Iran. And she had seen The Stoning of Soraya M. And so she wanted to meet me, wanted to thank me. she'd only been in the United States for four months. And then she said to me, what are you doing next? And I said, I'm doing the story about young Jesus. It's called the young Messiah. And she said, oh, I see. She goes, you made the stoning of Suraya M to tell the world you're no longer a Muslim. And now you're making the young Messiah to tell the world that you're a Christian. And I hadn't even thought of it that way. It was completely unconscious. And uh, it was one of those moments, like I said earlier, where the bulb does come on. You know, it mm-hmm. sort of lights up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: After The um, Young Messiah, I did this movie Infidel, starring Jim Caviezel, which was out last September. It's a thriller, contemporary thriller, about a Christian blogger played by Jim Caviezel, who was invited to a religious conference in the Middle East. And he's on a television interview program, and he kind of crosses a line, at least for that part of the world, because he goes from sort of being a guest on this program to literally preaching to Muslims uh, on the program, and it gets him in trouble. And he's kidnapped and eventually ends up in a prison in Iran, and his wife comes to see if she can somehow plead for his life and get him out. Um, It's a straight-on thriller, but it has obviously... Faith Elements um, came out in September, in the middle of the pandemic, and we did actually pretty steady business, and now it's available video on demand um, all over on many different platforms. You can rent it or purchase it uh, to watch.
0: I've seen all three, and I can tell you, Cyrus, I actually cried for all three. It were certain elements of, of all three that just touched me so profoundly. Thank you. Yeah, no, you really, you really were able to catch the spirit of what you were trying to go across. I was thinking of sobbing at one point. That movie about the stoning, I just, my heart broke. My heart absolutely broke. So tell me, what are you going to be doing now? Sounds Well, I'm talking to different thing.
1: people, uh, uh, about many different things. You know, one has to develop a lot of projects. And, you know, How many sort of things hope. do you
0: usually have in the pipeline? They say?
1: Well, right now I'm probably developing about five or six different things.
0: Oh,
1: wow! And I'll be lucky. I'll be lucky if one of them gets made. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, That's that's the reality. That's the reality of the business. The only person who can, you know, there's maybe a couple of people. One of them is Steven Spielberg and a few others who can sort of, you know, snap their fingers and do what they want um, because movies are so expensive. It's a real process of. Uh, trying to get them up. You need an actor. You need a name actor. You need financing. You need uh, producers and producing partners. Uh, You need people who believe in the mission, who believe in the message of the movie. I never go to financiers and say to them, oh, do this movie with me. You're going to make a ton of money. Uh, Actually, what I say to them is, you should not invest in this movie unless you can afford to lose this money. I, I tell them, this is about the culture. This is about getting themes and ideas out there into the culture that you think are important. Mm-hmm. And if you care about them the way I care about them, we can't go wrong.
0: Right. Exactly. Listen, you don't mind me talking to you about Corey Solomon. He's another gentleman who started out in the industry. as a director. He did Unplanned. He also did uh, God is Not Dead series. That whole
1: mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, no, I liked Unplanned. Yeah,
0: and right. Was, that's another part of the movie. But in terms of not too many people focus on these kind of areas, mm-hmm. the old fashioned, oh, God, it's a Christian movie. It's terrible, or whatever. But there's a lot more people coming out now and really developing some really strong characters and strong movie things that people, touches people because of the... Because Yeah, absolutely.
1: Culture. I mean, look, I think it's very important. Or the I think the themes, the message, the ideas, the faith are all critical, but they have to be told in a compelling story that's going to reach out to a contemporary audience and not just the faith audience. You know, we you can't just get away with preaching to the choir. Um, I want to tell great stories. I want to tell great stories for everyone. I had a guy the other day tell me he's an atheist and he loved the young Messiah. Mm. And that makes me happy. Okay, I want that. I want to have that exchange with people who don't think the way I do. It's really critical. If you just watch the movies, I'm happy. You don't have to do them in any particular order, in any particular fashion, uh, or there's no ritual attached to it. You just watch the movie if you're interested. And if it keeps your attention,
0: then I'm thrilled. I'm happy. I'm so happy that you actually agreed to do this too. Because I was just so moved when I read it. I mean when I when I watched it. So thank, thank you. you so much for doing this. Tell me about we talked a little bit about your next part when you got five in the pipeline, as they say. But tell yeah. me a bit with the because of the pandemic I'm I'm sure the schedule is hard to go through now, right? Things slowed down.
1: Well things are loosening up a bit, but yeah, the business really slowed down, but that's okay. I, that's when Infidel came out. I was busy with that. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of you know Zoom interviews for that. Also, I a lot, spend a lot of my time developing projects. I write them. I write them with my wife. Uh, sometimes they're based on books. Sometimes they're based on true stories. So development really is primarily how I spend my life. It's only every two or three years where I actually go out and make the movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you know I'm just developing different things. I'm developing a series uh, that is. Going to be based on the Old Testament, um, and I'm really excited about that. Um, that what's okay. that? Do you think that'll be on TV or on demand? Well, what we're not sure screen? yet. We're not. We're not sure yet. There's so many new formats. Okay, yeah. there's streaming. There's uh, on-demand platforms. There, there are also now a lot of series are coming out with this straight-to-app format, like The Chosen, where you just, you know, you get the app uh, off of wherever. uh, uh, That was crowdfunded.
0: I actually contributed to that.
1: Yeah, well, I I I think that's the trend now. I think there's going to be a lot of crowdfunding. I think there's going to be a lot of independent shows that people can get independently, whether they have a streaming network or not. Now, those very same shows may also play on a streaming network, but they would probably play delayed on those networks. You can see them first if you get, if you order them up, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's a trend. Um, that's what I'm talking about to people. I'm also developing a number of different movie ideas. And um, so, you know, it's an exciting time.
0: Yeah. You've done work with uh, Jim Caruso on He's been on a couple of the movies that you have. The Stoning* yeah. and Infidel, which is great. The woman who played the aunt in *Stoning*, I forget her name right now.
1: I'm terrible Yeah, Shoray. Shoray Dashlu. She's an Iranian woman. She was fabulous.
0: Absolutely fabulous. I've seen her in a lot of different things. So are there any, like, uh, go-tos that you like to use in terms of the actors and actresses?
1: Well, look, I've worked with um, I've worked with Jim Caviezel a couple of times and uh, Jim's great to work with. You know, he just he gives it everything he's got and we, you know, He's definitely someone I've gone to. I don't hesitate to work with people if I've had a good experience with Mm. them. It just depends on the story. It depends on the part. Mm. You know, an actor, whether it's Jim Caviezel or somebody else, isn't necessarily right for every single part that comes along. You know, you want to make the right choices, picking the right actor working with the right actor is as important as sort of like who the quarterback of the football team is or who who the point guard for a basketball team is. It's not just, oh, anybody will do. you got to find the right person, the right fit.
0: I mean, you could put him in another position and he just didn't work and wouldn't sell the movie at all. You wouldn't get the message across that you were trying to convey.
1: If it wasn't the no, right, person, right no right. absolutely jim jim was perfect for infidel i mean here's the guy who played jesus in the passion of the christ
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's playing a committed contemporary christian yeah. um who's reaching Kevin's out to people. was like that too when yeah.
0: i think of jim i think of kevin same kind yeah. of stuff yeah. so tell me what is your motto now that we've talked about your scenes in some of your movies what is your motto and we'll end with that question
1: my motto i mean look i my models change. <laughs> they, they evolve. Uh, it, a, a lot depends on what, sort of what's going on at the time and, and, and what's happening. But fundamentally, I feel that I am sort of driven to do important things, to do stories that matter, because I think it matters to me personally. I think it matters to God. I think it matters to all of us. Um, what you do, what you choose to tell stories about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I just want to make movies that matter.
0: It's a great way to live. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. I want to keep in touch with you because if the next time you get a movie coming out, we'll chat about that as well.
1: Thank, so thank you. Thank
0: you so much for doing this.
1: Thanks, Regina. All this right. was terrific.
0: You, you know, you were a pleasure. God bless you.
1: Take care, God bless my friend. You. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. Many thanks to Cyrus for doing the season two, episode one discussion. I really loved him talking about his journey in the movies that expressed that. It was just profound. The stoning of Soraya M. Oh, my God. If you can get your hands on a copy of that, please do so, especially with what's happening right now in Afghanistan, et cetera. We need to make sure we understand what's happening. So, looking forward to this uh, season, we have Arthur Boyle, and he is the author of Six Months to Live. Um, really moving about him being diagnosed with a terminal illness and having a reckless recovery. We also t- t- talk to talk to Melissa Ellison, she is the executive director of the Lindell Recovery Network. And the next person we get to talk to is Roy Schumann. He is the author of Salvation is from the Jews. He makes a wonderful correlation between being Jewish and being Catholic, but a continuation through Judaism and understanding Jesus as Messiah. So we've got a lot of wonderful people to talk to. Those are just a few. So I'm excited to have you listening and have you have back for season two. And we look forward to sharing some more stories with you very soon. So until next time, my within family, be blessed.